0: Here we go, folks. Here we go. Team No Sleep. James Higgs, Montel Allen. How you living, brother? Man, blessed
1: as usual, man. You know, just holding it down. Yes, sir. Another Tuesday, trying to get it in, you know, represent them them Spartans, San Jose State. Gets a big shout out to them doing I, their thing. But uh I see. just ready to rock and roll. You I know see. How
0: I go. All right. I appreciate it. You know what? I should have worn some uh Oregon State gear. My son just committed to to Oregon State, and, and I got me some new swag. So, got two kids in college now. Oh my gosh! I'll yeah, never, re- I'll man. never retire. Never retire. Yeah, you represent that Pac-12, man.
1: Oregon State, UCLA. That's all good, I, man. I
0: didn't realize OSU was uh, D1 until we were at yes, dinner the other night and listen, man, I, 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 you know, okay. You know, we trying to do it. We trying to do it. Let's, uh, what's happened to the folks in the, in the, in the room there, Mr. Kevin Cox, I see your brother. Appreciate you for joining. He said he's in San Francisco watching. Oh, see, we got some, we got some comments coming in, but my auto moderation Is is uh, prohibiting any foul language? Even though this is my dude, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you you, you can't drop some of these words in the in the comment section and expect them to go through my filters. So, uh, so definitely uh, switch that up, man. Before I can bring it on the screen, Chief Sakik, good to see you, man. Hello, okay, good to see you, man. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Oh, now the show can officially start, ladies and gentlemen. We got Senior in the building. Um, oh yes, yeah, right. So let, listen, Montel, let's go ahead and get into it, man. I want to bring on the man sitting behind the scene, which I know a lot of folks have probably come to see because he's got an announcement to make. But it's not going to make it at the beginning, so you're going to have to stay for the entire show. Let's welcome to the stage. Let's welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. George Maestri, how are you, brother?
2: What's up, my brothers? How are you? God, look,
0: boy, you, you looking? You clean too? You you? Yeah, man. My mama said i'm gonna be on tv i gotta shave I gotta Got, do yeah you, you you look you looking straight out of jet magazine tonight man I, I, I'm, I'm i'm not mad at you i'm not mad at you. i tell you what for the folks who don't know you for the folks in the back of the room for the folks that should know you give uh give that origin story man tell tell the folks who you are so they know who you are coming on team no sleep
2: uh i mean so i mean most of the people who I, i'm assuming most people who know me who came in to me know who, who i am but for those who don't uh, George Mastray, um, Puerto Rican black brother <laughs> mixed uh, from New York City um, and uh, in technology, right? Formerly oh, there goes my wife. You see that with a hottie. Yeah, baby. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Distracting her from the other stuff she was watching. Uh, <laughs> formerly of HPE. Formerly of HPE. No longer at HPE. Uh, that's my sister. There goes my beautiful sister, Cynthia. She's on. Um, formerly of HPE uh now doing something different which we're going to talk about a little bit later uh technology professional for for a few years now man
0: love it love it man listen brother appreciate you for joining on we were chopping up behind the scenes you you know the the stories we're going to talk about and you know that i'm going to be picking at scabs trying to get all of the engagement going but montel where, where you want to start man you, you want to start with this uh, coaching change uh Cause we, we've been talking about this for a minute, right? We've been talking hey,
1: about don't, this. Hey, throw the guard up the wall man. If whatever one story is stick. We, we go
0: with that. We rock with that. So let's do it. Let's uh, do it. listen. Bruce Arians coach of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers is now the past coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he has passed the torch to someone who Montell and I have said for the longest time is deservingly so of, any head coaching position, and this team just seems to resonate because they are, they've are they been winning. Todd Bowles is now the new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's talk about this, but just significance of this from Arian stepping down, right, and then the significance of, again, Todd Bowles finally getting an opportunity with a team who now has their quarterback back. Brady is coming back. So that's going to be a very interesting dynamic to have these folks lined up together. George, let's start with you, man. What do you think about this this, this whole conundrum that, that's unfolded?
2: It's not a conundrum. I love it. I love it. <laughs> he, he, got, he got a bad rep from New York, the most dysfunctional organization in professional sports, the New York Jets. You know, I don't care who you are. You're not winning games with New York.
3: He, mm. was, he
2: was a heralded coach before he got that job. I thought he deserved that job that's a dysfunctional organization. He had no help. Tom Brady came back. You know damn well Tom Brady knew Todd Bowles was taking over for Bruce yeah. Adams. He, he blessed that. And if Tom Brady blessed it, who were you to say otherwise? That's no, all I'm
0: saying. I loved it. The fact that you said Brady blessed it. I mean, because, because, you know, it, it's behind the scenes, a lot of, you know, a lot of WhatsApp, a lot of FaceTime, a lot of behind the scenes. It happens amongst these individuals before it goes up to the GM, before it goes to the owner, right? They, they've already signed off and said, I'm coming back, play quarterback. If this person is going to be my head coach, yay or nay. So Montel, talk to us about what you think about this, man.
1: Yeah, I think, I think one, it's, it's the right choice. Um, two, I believe that, uh, like you said, it was probably already done before it was signed. I mean, I mean Bruce Arians already, I know we already know he's, he's older. He's had some health issues. He was already, you know, I think think, considering retirement before Brady got there. Now that Brady got there and they won the Super Bowl, I think he gave him one last hurrah last year, and I thought it was time for him to step away from the game, or at least step in in, from the game from a different capacity and be be more of a a leader behind the scenes. Bowles is just excellent. It was going to be either him or Lefkowitz, let's be honest. One of those two guys are going to get this job. They went with Bowles with a little bit with some head coaching experience. A person with some exp- with more experience than uh, than Luff was just at the head coaching realm, and it's just a great fit. I mean, they're pretty much intact like they were a year ago. I think mean, Brady, who's you know we all we all know who's the X factor, is coming back because Bowles is going to be coaching. Everyone's pretty much returning. Um, they got every they they're loaded again. They're going to be competitive in the NFC. Um, it's just the right move, man. I, I mean, what? It's funny, man. We're praising the, we're praising the NFL franchise for doing the right thing, right? It's crazy because they've done the right thing to hire the right man for the job. You know, yeah. I think I, I, I think this is going to be a domino effect. To be honest with you, I think um, my man in Kansas City is going to when he decides he wants to move Andy Reid. I think he's going to hand over the wheels to Eric Bannister. I think this mm. this is the way, and unfortunately, the only way that we are getting the shot and not having to rebuild a dysfunctional team, but being in a team that's already established. Take over the tools that's there, and let's see. Are you know the, the Bulls' minds working and working on the right frame to see if they can win at this elite level? And I and I truly believe that things. I don't think things. I don't think very many things will change. You know, I think the question with Tampa Bay now is, what left? What, what does Leftwich do? You know, okay. I mean, uh, Jacksonville has I don't, Jacksonville should have hired him as their head coach. Honestly,
3: no.
1: you know, Leftwich should have been a high head coach there. Um, does Leftwich come back? I hope he does. To Tampa Bay. I hope he comes back to Tampa Bay and they can make something out of it. But I think that's more of the question. I don't think, I think this was a no brainer in the organization, to be honest with you. I don't think this was even uh-huh. a hard discussion or hard issue to say. Um, he's, he's the qualified person he has been with the organization for four years, both the man with the job with hedge coaching experience, let's roll. Yeah. So so, oh.
0: so, so let me ask this, though, because you touched on something right there. And do, do you think this is the best way or maybe the only way that we can get some more diversity at the head coaching spot is when it's succession, right? Are, are there are there no more minority coaches in either the college level or even at the the OC level, the DC level, whatever other level to be elevated to this position without someone like a, a, a Bruce Arians step into the side and kind of. Passing the torch to this individual. Do, do, do you think this is the only way that, that this is going to happen? I think this is a, this is a
1: gateway to make it happen. I, I believe. Let's be honest, man. Let's be let's be transparent. NFL is made up of thirty two owners, thirty one of them are old and white. They like people they that look like them. They have the head of their organizations. It's been known for that. There's only two that does it that has done it right now. Pittsburgh Steelers are stuck by theirs with the with the with the Rooney Rule. They have yeah. them in charge, and now Tampa Bay seems like they're going to sway that way. Other organizations have tried it, but it's always been a, a stigma attached to that head coach, mm. right? You know, the guy that was in San Diego, uh, as soon as he, he was winning, had one bad season with a rookie quarterback, fired. Yeah, um, There's always been that stigma attached to him. This one's, this one's kind of like, hey, we're going down the chain. We're going, we're just passing the lineage right down. Winning organization, winning coach, a guy that's been with the winning coach this time. Hey, color on this one it matters, but it kind of didn't matter. It's like, Hey, you know, he's the next man in line in our organization. Let's promote him on up. He's he's, he's, he's the right choice. So he's making the right choice. Mm. I don't, this one wasn't too much of a color, a black and white issue. Um, but we know the NFL, man, the NFL, unfortunately, they think we can't lead. It's always been that way. They didn't think we could lead a quarterback. Now there's black quarterbacks that are dominating, that are dominating. Uh, they're the face of the franchise. Uh, now, now it's, We've been defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators that have been revolutionary-wise. Yeah. But they still haven't gotten to that head coach job and they still haven't gotten to that GM spot. They're still really hesitant about hiring some of those positions and those roles. For whatever reason it may be, we don't know. You can have the, the most impeccable resume you want, obviously, but that, does, that doesn't that does matter. So I think this is kind of starting to break a little bit of that ceiling. you know. And if it has to be that way, I'm not okay with it, but we have to accept it, get in there, and now we have to break new ground once we get in. Okay, you know, the way it okay. happens to go i think this is just the right choice all and we're right.
0: celebrating the right choice all right well, but uh, mama's over here talking about she said you know tom should have should have stayed at home he he, he should good, my wife. I, see I, I think i think Giselle kicked him out is what is what i'm Me I, too. but I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone <laughs> i'm gonna leave that alone george going go into this man i think you had had something you wanted to get into brother
2: uh, no, no, I was agreeing with myself, but there is something I would like, like, all right, let's take, let's take diversity, social, race, let's take to the side for just one second. Mm-hmm. The NFL has a the NFL hiring process, especially at the leadership level, the coaching level, has a history of doing two things, pulling young hot shots from wherever or recycling coaches, right? And so, for example, if we take one of, let's look at one of our own, Marvin Lewis. He had how many more opportunities than he should have had, right? I mean, think I think Marvin Lewis is a great defensive coordinator, not necessarily a head coach, right? Um, just as an example, the problem that we have socially for us, for, for real, the problem we have, we don't get to be recycled. We're one and done. Marvin Lewis is the exception. I use him for, for that reason. He's the exception. We get one and done. Tom Bowles got lucky that he went to the organization that he went to, that that he got Bruce Aarons. He was lucky. He was in a situation where it worked out for him. Byron left, which is lucky. We're not necessarily getting that second and third and fourth opportunity that the NFL likes to give to other guys, right? Um, And that, to me, is where the problem – that's the problem that has to be probably addressed. Um, If the young – and then, of course, you got to look at the college ranks and see – Who's coming up from a diversity perspective that deserves an opportunity to be that next young? Because there's plenty of them, but they're not necessarily getting that opportunity, right? They're staying in the coordinator's role because they're not getting the head coaching jobs, or they're staying, you know, the linebackers coach or something like that. And that that to me is is part of the issue, right? So that's where we have to sort of, from a diversity perspective, that has to be addressed at the NFL level with Todd Bowles. It is the right choice, but we have to admit, we're lucky. He was lucky. He went to Bruce you know, He left the Jets, got to Bruce Aarons, got to Tom Brady, got to a system. You know, it's like Pittsburgh. Like, Mike Tomlin is the man, right? He's he's great, and he could bring up whoever, and that system will now function. That is, to your point, Montel, that's the gateway. Yeah. Tomlin's in, and now the color is, as far as Pittsburgh is concerned, that's done, done with we're going to create a system and we're going to bring up our people and the best people will get the job and they're, and they're going to do it. And that's going to be whatever the color may be, right? Whatever language they speak, whatever, all that stuff, that's going to be it. Thankfully, right. How now, now it looks like Tampa Bay for me, it looks like they took a step in the same direction.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And now, so that's two, 28 to go.
1: right? I agree with you. There's only certain coaches that get the, that rotation, as you say. You know, Lovey Smith is getting his, his his second wind at it. Um, there's a few that they get it, but again, Marvin Lewis, uh, 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 Lovey Smith, historically bad programs. Lovey went all the way to the Super Bowl and couldn't get and couldn't get a job in the NFL. So
3: now, you know, he went all the,
1: way to the Super Bowl and couldn't get back back into the league to a head coaching job. To him now, um, so you're right that that, that so we 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 have to prove now. We can't we we don't have a chance. We don't have that margin for error in order to to to, to mess up or. To be in that rebuilding process and then be able to take over the ring, the rings. Uh, Tomlin's the only one that's there that's able to do those good things. To do those things, NFL, as we know, need to do. They, you know, they still don't get. The, they, they don't get the freebie. They, this ain't a pass because they got one higher. You know, NFL's going. Oh look, we got two now. No, you're still not doing the right job. And I think NCAA is in the same situation. College football is great as much as I love it. There's still a lack of diversity at the head coach range. True. You know, True. I mean, you know, there's a hundred there's a hundred what, hundred and nineteen division one schools, and I, I know less than twenty percent are coaches are head coaches of color. You know, and that's including with Polynesian, African American and Latino. They're not they're just not there at the head coaching realm. And not saying they shouldn't be, they they're very they're well more than qualified being there. Uh, um and that's including with the HBCUs and that's a sad that's a sad thing with all these schools there. Mm. You know, um mm-hmm. I just really believe that there needs to be definitely, you know, someone needs to look at it and revamp and understand. I don't understand how eighty percent of your roster can be a person of color, but you don't feel a person of color can lead your lead, lead those eighty men or lead those people on their roster. You know, but if if
2: I, if I can just real quick, wasn't that long ago we couldn't get a quarterback that looked like us. Wasn't that long yeah. ago? Yeah, wasn't that long? I remember. Ago. Yeah. Yeah, and now, right? Let's. I'm trying to keep it positive. I'm loving what I'm seeing now. Let's hope that we're taking the right steps.
1: I agree. Long way to go. Long journey. I get you. But we need to. We need to. The, 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 the process need to be faster, in my opinion. I yeah, mean, it's still, exactly. it's still way too slow. Way too yeah. that we. It's way too much. We have to show and prove ourselves where others don't have to prove themselves. They just get the it's job and say, "Hey, we're this role." Yeah right we, I mean. yeah, like yeah. yeah. Let, let, let's give an example sean mcvay sean mcvay great quarterback. He just won the Super Bowl, right with the Rams. sean mcvay's resume does not quantify for him to get he quantifying for him to get that job he got it because nepotism of his family's his family's been in the nfl forever he and he's a great offensive court but he was supposed to be an offensive coordinator not a head coach and he got a shot again those opportunities present to people with the same skin tone as sean McVay. They don't present themselves to guys like Eric bien who's done it in the league, Mm
3: -hmm. what
1: Sean McDay was doing in college Mm -hmm. for all these times. He still isn't getting the right shot or getting the shot. You know what I mean? So I I, I agree with you. I'm glad it's moving in the right direction and the meter's moving that way, but it's still moving at a snail pace. It needs to move a little bit faster and and, and give opportunities to, to, to people of color. And I'm talking about the right qualified person of color. I'm not just talking about just because you're a, a certain skin tone yeah, you, just yeah. get the job. Yeah. you need to be the right person but the, the fact is there are a lot of qualified people that are that color to be able to be in those roles and then i get it, and i get a job and the thing that
2: that hurts us is that the guy who many times the first person you think about is is from a marketing perspective so rather than say i'm gonna give this qualified person the job uh oh you know oh michael irvin wants to be a head coach well people are gonna come in the stands. If Michael Irvin's the coach, let's get him the coach. You know, like, come on, yep. man. I mean, you know, I love my guy, right? I'm gonna <laughs> say,
0: You, you, you I love my Cowboys guy. all day, yeah.
2: You know, all all day. But if Michael Irvin is coaching, you know, a team, I'm gonna try to stay away from that team as far as possible. Like that's, I don't wanna have to, I'm not watching, that team's gonna be a train wreck. Uh, and I love Michael Irvin, that's my <laughs> guy. So, but, he would, but he winds up being a candidate because the criteria to select him is based on you know ratings or something that ain't got nothing to do with it right Mm. and i think these are the things that people aren't paying attention to right we you know the people who get the opportunities don't necessarily earn it based on the performance required for that job they earn it based on some criteria that has nothing to do with it right like um magic larry bird and magic johnson And I know we're talking social, but just use these guys as an example. Remember when Magic the Lakers? He's trying to Mm -hmm. forget it still, right? Why did he get that opportunity? Because it's (laughs) marketable in my TV. Larry, same reason, Larry, same thing. Why did he get the opportunity at the Pacers? Did he deserve? Hell no, he didn't deserve it. They gave it to Mm -hmm. him. No, he did a great job. He did a great job. But neither one of them earned it. They got this job, so they were like, you know what? People are saying that we, you know, we're not, we're not investing in our team. And we're not doing, okay, you know what? Let me put these superstars out there and go get it.
0: That's The, criteria, point. That they were, mm.
2: the, the criteria that they were given, they didn't deserve it. So how, how, how far back did magic's coaching, how far back did that set us? And we're not, you know, and, and that's the part, mm. like we, of course we, magic's a billionaire, right? We want to see magic succeed. Magic's great. He's all time. Great. One of my all time uh, great, you know, favorite heroes. What did Magic do to be a coach? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you do?
1: Yeah, do you do? I, I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. There's a pluses and minus in both things. You're right. You're right. I think marketing is one issue, but 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 the part that I don't the part that I don't that I don't agree with, or I don't I'm not seeing it. The same eye to eye is there's some guys that are in the same situation and are successful. So you kind of have a a, a one off with once. We know Michael Jordan tried this thing at GM. Horrible at it, right? He's a True. horrible, horrible yeah. And that's
0: my Wasn't guy, able to so do yeah. anything,
1: you know, from, from a basketball analogy. But then you have other guys like Ozzie Newsome who went to the Ravens and had no experience and was very successful. Okay, yeah. You know yeah. yeah. got. So you, you got guys that are, that are kind of hit and misses and those things. And I don't mind that you play the sport and you get an opportunity if you have the aptitude to learn. I'm saying from these coaches' standpoint, with the, with the 30, two in the NFL, there seems to be a certain criteria. We've seen a pattern, right? You, you're a hot shot college guy. You're a hot shot. Hot shot OC or DC within the NFL, and then your name rises to the top, and then you get promoted to get a job. Well, right. we have guys that have done that. They tried to follow that pattern. And I'm going to always use Eric enemy, because I think he's still being snug. And By- Byron Leverage. These guys have been hot shot. They've been to the pinnacle. They've won the Super Bowl as OCs. They've done great jobs. They've done everything that the leaders asked them to do in order to become in that next level. And yet you get guys that get hired like the Jets head coach. You get guys that's hired in all these different draw, You know the Sean mcbays in the world over the Eric Bieniemy's. You get Lovey Smith, and we'll talk about black on black. Lovey Smith didn't deserve that job. You you played. You were coaching there, and they were losing the organization. And Eric Bieniemy is right there, who's been doing the right thing all this time. He deserved a shot at that role. Not saying Lovey Smith didn't have the doesn't have the pedigree of the resume, but I'm sorry, your team just won three games in the past two years. Eric has being an OC. That team's won 23 games in the past two years. Right. Why? Is this, why don't we promote the young Eric Enemy to get in that job? I mean, the Texans didn't even consider him. He wasn't even in consideration in the interview process. So I, I don't know where that disconnect is. I don't know if it's just a comfortability thing. Maybe it's a person they can control as an as a as a owner to the GM to the head coach. Maybe it's 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 you just don't want that to face your franchise. I'm not sure why. The mix-up is. But there is there is something going on that's underlying racism. Now, we'll say this, though. I believe me personally, the NFL is going to be getting younger in these next 10 years. And what I mean by this, these old owners' sons are going to be taking over. And as we know, the, the younger the generation, the more open they are definitely to diversity. You know, it's been it's, it's kind of been historically. Like the younger generation is more open to it. So I think we'll start seeing faces change a little bit more when that happens. But right now, as we have the thirty the thirty two owners that are in place there right now, it's gonna be just a limited amount. And at the end of the day, let's be honest with you, it's their business. That is their company. They own it. So they have the freedom to right to hire anyone they want to. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't represent it just doesn't represent their workforce. And I won't say fan base, but it doesn't represent their workforce in any any form of capacity. Because mm-hmm. every NFL team is makeup is makeup is majority people of color.
0: I think I may have, uh, I think I may have chosen the right story to, 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 to start off uh, because my tail is on one tonight let me be, before we go too much further down the line I, I want to be attentive to to the audience first and, and and address some of these questions Kevin Cox was asking uh shouts out to you Kevin appreciate you being here first and foremost. another question is do these OC and DCs actually want that head coaching position? Do they want that pressure and accountability regardless of color? That's an interesting question, right? We're we're almost assuming that these folks, we want to elevate everyone to as high as they can go. Right. But does a B enemy actually want to sit at that table? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I believe
1: he's a competitor. He wants to be able to be competitive at the ultimate level. The ultimate level is making the pros as a player. And being a head coach of an NFL team is the ultimate of coaches. So mm-hmm. why would you want to reach the epitome of that? And I believe he's his track worker has proven that he deserves that. I don't I don't think he sits back and says my, my ultimate goal is just to be an OC. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know it, it, it's not that. I don't think it's in in that realm at all. I think he really <laughs> wants to be a head coach. But I also think he wants to be a head coach where he has some control. Yeah. And that's where we're going to run into some issues. You know he wants to have some control. He wants to be able to. Pick some of the players that he wants. He wants to be able to have that dialogue with the GM and say, These are the guys I want to be in this in order to make it successful. And I think that's where the break is in. That's where a big break comes in. A yeah,
2: lot of situations.
3: Right?
2: Mm. It's, the, it's the Mark Jackson issue, right? Uh, great yes. coach, great system. His oh, yeah. yeah. owner loved him and said, I need you to hire, but you're a rookie head coach. You need to learn, so I need to give you some assistant coaches that, that more experience that could help you and he said no these are my I everything that you love about me is because of this staff that I put together if you change that you're going to lose I, I'm going to lose what, what a piece of what makes me great so they they take this system the same freaking system and a little bit enhancements. the same all these Golden State fans by the way listen Ten years ago, listen. I, I'm from New York City, where people wear every jersey, and I didn't see a Golden State jersey till I'm 35, 40 years old. Shut up! Shut up! Just shut up! Y'all, I didn't. You guys didn't even know you had it. You drove by the stadium thinking it was a Walmart. So oh, up until oh, 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 oh. Mark Jackson out there. Bro, If anybody from Golden State's listening, to this, shut up. Um, but it's the same system, and. I'm telling you, they thought it was a Sam's club or something. What is that building?
1: Like, uh, oh, damn, son.
0: <laughs> he coming with that. He said yeah. he thought it was a Sam's I, club. I, 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 I'm
1: going to go to the
0: Warriors fan. but I know. That's why I'm laughing because, so hard. Behind okay. Because those Knicks are like, know I'm like, like, right? you probably like, I didn't think it was a Sam's club. I don't think we know <laughs> who the Knicks
2: are no more. I can't name a player on the Knicks no oh, more. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. This no, is turning listen, into but, a debauchery. But that's not the point, right? The point
0: is
2: he he could have worked with ownership met halfway and he wanted to he he said no like this is i you know this is this i i love that he was loyal to his guys i love that i do but the best decision maybe for everyone would have been let's make let's meet in the middle somewhere maybe i'll you know let me keep a couple you know and he didn't he refused to do that and again i love it i love it but um owners don't like to be backed into corners like that hmm. and until we get more owners like i mean technically i mean what how many owners do we have right one right the goat That he's the only one right he's the only majority hmm. owner right and 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 well, on the nba anyway um but no actually yeah i think he's the only he's the only majority owner in all teams in all sports right well, So not, the GOAT yeah. Is the only one. yeah it's the only one so and for those who don't know i mean the goat is,
0: is come on now like the you don't you, you, you don't you <laughs> don't don't try to make it plain for the people in the back of the room that, that's, no, that's just that, you know
2: <laughs> you know sometimes people you don't know people have been smoking they've been drinking and they're like what who's a goat?" i just want to you know come on please but he's only one and and that's probably part of what needs to change right but um they don't like and he he doesn't want to ever be back into a corner right just like every other owner so they don't want to be back to a corner like that. There needs to be some, you know, something to Montel when you say there's some truth to that, right? Like if, you know, B enemy wants to come in, and he wants control, he wants to be able to do all these things. And the owners, like, you know, you're still a rookie. I'm, I want to protect my asset and I want to bring all these different things. I do think ownership has to meet in the middle like everything else on that, right? They got, they have to be saying, look, I know why you're good and you're good for these reasons. And I want to keep the, these are the reasons why I want you. So I have to cede some control to you. I have to. But I can't uh-huh. be all in, and I, and that's the part that gets lost. People are almost ignoring your value, your self value, the value that you bring. You've already established yourself. Now you're a name or a brand.
3: Hmm.
2: You get that. But in order to have that and have that function the way you want it to function, you've got to respect all the things that go with it, good and bad. And and that, from an ownership perspective. This is where I really believe we suffer, minorities suffer, people of color suffer. When you're not a minority, they're willing to, they're more willing to take the bad with the good. When you are a minority,
1: if it ain't all good, it ain't happening.
3: Mm,
1: it that's is, interesting. Is, that, I, I'm, I'm, listening, I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm seeing how that that kind of trickles down to the co- collegiate the collegiate let's talk about all the yeah. collegiate just for one second because if you look at collegiate collegiate it's 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 like that but it's kind of not um um you've got to be able to give if you're, co- if you're a college coach you know i think winning trumps it all if you can win at that level if you're a minority winner it's great like i'm so great happy for we'll talk about the NCAA in a minute but some great for both of the head coaches! African American woman, African American male won the champ. or African American competed for the championship. Great things in their first year, in his first year. But I'm saying that kind of trumps everything at the collegiate level. But it's so hard to get into that realm of being a head coach at the NCAA Division One level, right? Um, the few that are there have been winning, and, they, and but they do have control because they control the recruiting process, right? They control who they want to bring in, or at least who they want to try to land. So they have someone control in order to how to build their team, unlike in the NFL. Head coaches have to answer to a GM. actually, Obviously, because money's involved in all those things, but they have to answer to a GM, which normally most sometimes doesn't see eye to eye. As we're seeing in the 49ers organization, now, they're not seeing eye to eye. Who they want to draft and all that stuff and what's going on. So I, that, I think that key word is control of the organization. Control, you know, who has input in the organization to get. You know, I think the ultimate person is Belichick, right? Bill Belichick. He, he tells who's going to go on his team, who's not going to go on his team. GM, the, I think he's the only one that GM listens to him. He doesn't listen to the GM. The GM listens to him while he can control his thing. So he's probably the one and only few that can do that. Um, I just don't know what it is with those 30, 32 owners, why it's so hard to implement the Rudy, the, the Rudy rule and interview, at least interview and give these guys a chance to see what they can do, bring them in, into the fold of the process and say, hey, are you the right candidate or are you are not? You know, and I, and now we're we're, we're going to be entering into a whole other mechanism because now you know women coaches who are talented are coming into the fold now. You know, Don Staley can coach, I think, a men's team as talented yeah. as she is, definitely by far, easily, maybe even even in, in the NBA. So now we're going to be bringing in another dynamic that collectively minorities and women now are going to have to be battling each other for a predominantly, di- a predominantly a prominently a predominantly dom- dominant white male industry at the at the epic le- at the ep- epitome level. So now we're, we're going to be, you know, it's almost like, you know, we're all fighting for here just to kind of get our chance to get up to there. And it's going to be difficult. I think it's going to get more and more difficult because now we have all these different dynamics, which I, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm really, it's just discouraging. Like I said, the NFL is still on snail pace. Everybody else is pretty much starting to, you know, pick it up. Uh, NBA has always been a trendsetter going that way, but in NFL, man, it's just been, they just not want to let go of those reins at all and give people those chances. So it's kind of, it's, it's very frustrating.
2: NBA is different in the sense that we've been blessed at that level with leaders who understood how to lead everybody. In the sense that Bill Russell, hmm. that coach, air coach for the Celtics,
3: mm-hmm.
2: he was anointed from Red Arbor, yep. Right now, you, yep. sometimes it, that needs to happen. Sometimes that needs to happen, and it did. Ha- it happened here, right? It happened with Bill Russell. But he remember he played at a time when you know you you, you had to be careful, right? We had you just yeah. you know and, and you <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: go, yeah, absolutely and then he, he got to go to work and tell you know white hall of famers you you better you know I'm bench you if you don't do if you don't play yeah, this play yeah. I want you to, you know mm-hmm. um but he knew how to lead and there's a that's 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 lost, right? And I'm not even going into um he he I'm not even getting into like control I mean lead like just really lead kareem you know afterwards right I mean kareem is a leader in in, in many I mean just in every way but in but, everything but yeah he knew, he, he knew how to lead right um he, 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 you you had these leaders in the NBA that made it real easy because some of them just grabbed control and and just ran with it bill russell like I said but well, they, they knew how to do it right they they knew how to lead they knew how to Moses Malone for is another great example wow. of a man who was a leader. Like he, he was never a coach or any of that other stuff, but he led on the court. He led off the court. Coaches would get pull him in, and he would give them guidance. He was the grown mm-hmm. up in in the room, and and he, the, these these men knew how to lead, and that opened that completely just
1: changed their perspective on. Yeah, how, I, 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 I won't cut you I, I get you, but. Yeah. That's that's kind of a that's a false narrative because lead if you say leadership guys like Warren Moon knew how to lead guys oh, like let's go back to football the, the Warren Moon's know how to lead they've led their teams to things there's the Doug Williams knew how to lead Doug Williams broke, kind of broke the braille with the Super Bowl still never never got a really shot in the NFL. Are you it. Hold on,
2: Matilda, but you misunderstand yeah. what I'm saying. I'm not saying okay. that's all that's required. I'm saying that we got blessed because these men knew how to lead and then mm-hmm. everyone kind of relaxed. Right, everyone in the NBA sort of relaxed and said, "Okay," right, and we're much more open, right. But with the NFL, that hasn't happened. These men know how to lead. Now, Doug Williams is a little bit is a little bit of an anomaly. Warren moves a much better example. He knew how to lead. He knew how to lead the locker room. A lot, a lot of these coaching.
0: young folks don't know the names you talk about, man. We we old cats do, but a lot of these young folks.
2: <laughs> so Doug Williams won a Super Bowl for the Redskins, but remember he didn't even win. he wasn't a starter, right? So it was a, he's a little bit of a different of a example, but, but Warren Moon's a great example. He knew how to lead, but people mm-hmm. didn't listen. Yeah, they yeah, didn't listen because yeah. he was, I mean, he, he's uppity. Let's use that word. He's uppity.
3: Mm-hmm. We ain't
2: going to listen to him. He's uppity, right? Um, that was not fair. That's the, that's where the NFL has to really, like, that's the NFL's problem, right? In yeah. the NBA, when, when the leader stepped up, the, the, and, and maybe it was because of Arbuck, I don't know. I'm not trying to give him credit, but I'm saying maybe whatever whatever happened that when the men stepped up, everyone else said, oh, okay, maybe it is time. And then they were, okay, we're willing to do this and do that. But remember, it wasn't until Riley started anointing coaches and started saying everything that we really got diversity. So that's mm-hmm. you know, 20, 30 years later, right? That's in the okay. 90s. It wasn't until Pat Riley started saying, this guy's gonna you know, and he, and he starts you know creating these disciples everywhere. And, and now, Popovich, because before that, I mean, even even with all the diversity and all the partnering and all that stuff in the NBA, it, it I mean, they're still, oh, like, yeah, head coach, yeah. He's led. He's still only 20 yeah. years old in a league yeah. that's, you know, 100 years old. Like, come on now, like, stop it. Like, so it is still, so I got a question, james, so,
3: wanna...
1: oh, go, james I got one more thing before you go to the next subject. Hold on, hold all on, hold all on. All so, right. So, my one, my one thing, my one caveat about this thing, like you said, and we'll kind of go back to the Bulls thing. You know how we, we, we get the one-and-done shot, right? We get the one-and-done as coaches are getting in there. My my question and my thing with the NFL is this. Falling stars that are white in the NFL get a chance. Obviously, the quarterback that played for the, the Chargers, what's his name, the guy that went berserker on an in, interview? Uh, he was number one driver. He's like the, the overall bus.
3: Ryan. I forgot his name.
1: Ryan, Ryan Lee, Lee, Ryan Lee, has got a set. Right, Ryan Lee, has got a Russell? chance to win career. And I'm, I'm going to explain where I'm going through this. Ryan Lee, failed quarterback in the NFL, uh, became a drug dealer or whatever, went to jail, went to prison for all these different things, and now is on CBS Sports as announcer as a commentator. Am I am I, am I I right or wrong?
3: No, That's you're Ryan right. Lee. No, he's, you're a,
1: right. he's a college commentator. Yeah. Tim Tebow, failed in the NFL, commentator in the NFL, in, 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 on sports, supposedly expert. Hmm. We got guys like, Jamar Russell never got another chance, never seen his face again in the NFL, who was the number one prospect that just didn't make it in the league. We have all these guys that made it in the league to the epitome that, that were great leaders, great players, but once they fail, the NFL is done with them. When it comes to white counterparts, once they fail, they get another hmm. opportunity. And I think that's where the problem is, and it goes all the way up to chain of the leadership. They get another they get opportunities, we don't. And that's and, and that's and that's a damn shame for a, a league and an organization that is represented by 80% of co- people of color. How could, We don't get another shot. They do.
2: Tebow's Regardless of what example. they do. It's a great example. Of that. Like, Tebow yeah. is a college expert, no question about it. He is a college yeah. football expert. I won't take that away from him. But how, how are you going to invite him? How Colin Kaepernick don't have a job, a Tim Tebow got an invite to play tight end, a position he never played in his life? Like stop uh, I'm stop. saying, why, why is Lawrence
1: Taylor ostracizing and and and, oh, uh, and Ryan?
0: Oh, here we was, go. Why yes. is Lawrence Taylor
2: ostracizing yeah. the lead in Ryan, Ryan Lee? Finished? when their crimes are they have the similar same background. Well, I, yo, I'm I'm with you. I don't I don't get it. Like, I don't I don't I don't I don't that. I'm sorry, so, Colin Kaepernick yeah. does not have a job. You are trying to tell me Colin Kaepernick ain't better than? I'm a Cowboys fan, dude. I, I, I suffered with Dalton. You don't think I would have jumped up and down? I Would have thrown a cell I would I would have closed down. The Woodlands, Texas, and had a a parade if they would have signed Kaepernick to replace Dak instead of Dalton when he got hurt. Are you kidding me right now? Come on, man. And no disrespect to Dalton, but I mean, it's just the. the, the, I mean, I agree. Want to tell you, speaking fire right now because the the double stand is ridiculous. But like, I I don't. It's just ridiculous, man. Let
0: let let me me reset the room right here, real quick, because y'all. You got me and Tony Davis over here needing a drink because, but this is what it's all about. No, see, right. I mean, I didn't want to stop that because this is the social impact of everything that's happening in the sport. And this is the conversation. I'm just going to know from now on to at least allocate 30 minutes for that first social impact story, <laughs> um, but no, check it. George. I mean, some comments came out of what you guys were, were really going at. Uh, and I think it, it re- resonates and deserves another session to go even deeper into it. Right. Cause we, we, we want to talk on some of the, the primary news that happened over the week, but I, I would love to go a little bit deeper into some of these specifics that we're talking about. Again, the, the, why this is happening, why I got the question of why cap is trying to get back into the league, right? but that's, that's a whole nother conversation in and of itself, right. After some of the things that he's right. So we can go, one hundred one, two hundred one, three hundred one level deep into into some of that conversation as well. Um, let's let's keep it moving. Let's keep it going. Appreciate the dialogue. Uh, I saw one of your partners come through. Uh, DK was asking, did, did, did the announcement happen? No, it hasn't happened yet because Montel and George have been at and been throwing blows. Um, <laughs> and but that that's 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 what we do. Then I saw I saw Ivan in here talking talking badness. My moderators don't kick him out. He, even though he's talking about nimble he's talking about some other things so don't kick him out we we understand where where, where he's coming from but uh we're we gonna let ivan stay in the chats there i don't, I don't know if you saw 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 him George. He... no i'm
2: not seeing none of that. okay not
0: to, don't don't look at the chat because because they not. you know i, I want to make sure i see eduardo in here too talk talking crazy but that's all good ram g see see y'all in the building let's keep it up with some football though okay let's keep, i think this is football i don't i don't know if this is real football or not but um I don't even know where to go with this. TO Terrell, and you gotta say his name right. Don't call him T- Don't <laughs> You gotta you gotta say you gotta, you gotta put the name with the accent on it. TO wants to come out of retirement, so the story says. Uh I can't say this right here is from a reputable or known news agency because I'm not familiar with heavy.com. Shouts out to them if they are big time, but uh Former Cowboys wide receiver T.O. is coming out of football retirement. Wants to go and play for the FCFL. That's the same league that your boy um, Johnny Manziel plays for. T.O. T- <laughs> wants to go and be a part of the Zappers. Um, well, well, that's that's where Johnny's playing. What, what, what's your guys' thoughts on, one, the story of T.O. possibly coming out of retirement? And two, to going and partnering up with someone like a Johnny Manziel on the team called the Zappers in the fan-controlled football league. George, I'm not
2: mad, bro. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. You know why? Because Terrell is. There are there are a handful of 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 athletes, of professional athletes, who when they they step away from the game don't actually ever step away from the game they step away from you know competing professionally or at that level but they yeah. stay in shape they stay working out talk they about stay that doing these things, right? right they do all these things to Ter- terrell is, is that right he's 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 always in shape he's always working out he's always he's never left that mindset of a competitor and, and conditioning himself right if he can make the team go play go play right would you, I, would you, I would would be, you pay to
0: go see i was going to say would you pay to go see him
2: it depends on how much the tickets cost. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really, but, you know, I, I ain't paying $400 to go
3: see him. Right, I'm
2: right. you know, like, yeah, I would do that. Yeah, all day. Um, no, nah, man. I mean, look, I'm a fan. We already know I'm biased, right? I'm a fan. But but, but it's not, it was not just him, right? You know, and it ain't even going to be one of our people. Like It could be, I mean, like, look, I'm not mad that Brady's still playing. He's, what, 70, 75? I don't even know how yeah. old he is right now, right? I'm not even mad at that. Like if you can, if you can do it, keep doing it. Right. Keep, keep doing it. Right. No, no one should, 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 no, no one should be in charge of stopping you from doing what you're good at. Right. It Mm. shouldn't be what I mean. And, and, and so it, it, you know, I, I understand the implications and all that other stuff of age and all that. I get all that, but no one should be responsible for that. But you, right. If you can't keep doing it no more and it's evident, then that's fine. But if you can do it, I don't care how old you are, if you're still good and you you contribute, keep doing it. Keep doing it until you can't. I don't, I, I don't, I don't really see the problem.
0: Right? Know when to say you're done. I mean, no, no, when it's time to quit, right? Quit before you end up playing so hard or playing so much that you end up hurting yourself. You hurt, you hurt the organization, you hurt the team, right? When you're out there as a detriment or as a liability. Montel, what's your thoughts on, on Teal maybe coming back and and suiting up? Uh,
1: I feel similar. I mean, no one should be able to tell him to stop playing when he wants to. But I hope this doesn't tarnish his legacy.
0: You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. hope this isn't a
1: a, a, a a gimmick, gimmicky or anything like that. I hope this. I hope this is a legitimate football league, and they're really doing. You know, they're real, really showcasing the athletes, um, these athletes' ability, including T.O.s, includes all these other young players that are going to be playing in there. But if it's just a gimmick and kind of a gimmicky thing, you know, him coming out of retirement, he's going to play. You know, and all this doing stuff. Um, I'm not really for. I'm not really for it. I probably won't be able to fan in the league. I just got to give it a chance to check it out. Me personally, I've, I've expressed this numerous times. I wish T.O. would go into coaching. I, I think he would be the perfect coach for Tennessee State, where his alma mater, mm-hmm. where he played at. Yep. I think he would be a great head coach. I think he has a lot of Deion Sanders in him. That Deion Sanders mystique. Yeah. What he has in him, I think he has a lot to give to the game. I just think he hasn't came to that point in his life, maybe where he wants to be a coach. Yeah. But I think he can offer so much to these young guys, to these young players at the Division One level, especially at HBCU, especially coming from where he came from, how hard it was for him to make it, and how he became, you know, an NFL legend. I think he can give so much back to the youth in that way. But as far as him playing this story right here, I have no problem with it. It's okay, yeah. um you know, we, we watched three on three with the old players playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> we, we watch, you know, these guys, the ice cube league. Yeah. Player,
3: yeah. You
1: know, get down. And like I said, if he can still compete at that level and, and hopefully doesn't hurt himself or like I said, tarnish his legacy. I think it's OK. I think we as a society look at anything outside the NFL like it's a bad thing. It's a professional sport. He's getting paid to do it. He's collecting mm-hmm. a check to go out there and do it. And he's going to bring fans and hopefully a little bit of TV time to the, to the thing in order to make more money. I'm all for it, man. Go go go! Get down with it. I think it's I think it's a good story between him and Johnny Manziel. You know, two kind of outcasts with the media, two you know personalities kind of out there. Let them let them build a storyline around that. Hopefully, they can do their things. So I'm not
0: gonna, I'm tell, gonna tell y'all. Man, you know, you I, I, you said I, well, no, I know because you know i don't <laughs> tell anybody. Well, I'm gonna tell y'all. I did buy old boy's jersey. I, I I thought he was gonna be the next hope, but he he wasn't. And I I bought that Manziel jersey. Went, went to Portland and bought it at the Nike store. Three weeks later, I burnt it. I did. I, I actually thought he was going
2: to be good too. Hang
1: I'm going to go. let you guys on the secret. I played I play ball, I played the collegiate level and I, and I know a lot of guys in the film. Johnny Manziel, as bad as you guys think he is, I bet his system that he was playing in was worse. Remember where he went to? Cleveland, which is one of the most horrible systems in the league yeah. and he had, you're taxing the guy that's already fundamentally not sound. Not not all the gifts in the world. He was a short, smaller guy, and you ask him in the work magic in the system is already dysfunctional. Remember did you got everyone was saying the same thing about my man that uh that messed his leg up in Washington. damn I'm, a, I'm forgetting names just now. was the quarterback that messed his leg up in Washington that had to surgery? Uh that came out Alex of Smith. uh Utah. Alex Smith. Oh, well, Alex the Smith said yeah. I was thinking about that. For the first Thies four been, years everyone yeah, said so. Alex Smith was the bus until he got to the right system and yeah. then Alex Smith style going to be a Hall of Famer. So, yeah, yeah, he's on the board. As much as I hate Grenzale, most of it was the system. Brother System kind of killed him. I, I, I don't hate Manziel. Like I
2: didn't mind like the all oh, the the what it was the stuff that he used to do with the money and all that. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't hate all that, right? Like I, I love all that. Like I'm like I'm a huge Mayweather fan. Like I love it. Like yeah, do it more. Like bring, yeah, I love it. Bring it on, man. Y'all already know. If you ever see me present, you know I love. Right? Listen, I, <laughs> I,
0: I, I mimic myself after after I try to right. <laughs> yeah,
2: I but, but I love all that, man. Bring it on, right? Be provocative. I, I'm 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 all into that, right? My problem was the entitlement with him. That's all. But the entitlement with Manziel is, you know, we've been, we've been talking about, we've been talking about like how we don't get opportunities. Right. I mean, Manziel, I mean, come on. like yeah. He's a, he's a great example of that previous discussion. Right. Like, no he, argument there.
1: No yeah, argument. Yeah. No. So
2: I got, you know, he, I could meet him in a restaurant and be like, Oh man, great to meet you. Let me buy a drink. So you know, I could do all that. I'm, I'm good. But like, I don't, like, but like I, he's more pro, he's he's more problem to me than entertainment. That's the way I look at him, right? No yeah. hate or anything like that. But he's no, he's more indicative saying. of the problems than anything else. And so, it, and and not personal, and I don't have to have no hate towards him or even anger to say that. But he he's actually indicative of the problem. And I think, and that's another thing. If we're talking social impact, when people like that get dismissed or get pushed to the side, like that's t- that's sen- that tends to be the the way that side of society wants to handle it. Oh you're right you're you're complaining and you maybe you're right and so we're gonna we're gonna make an example of johnny Manziel, and push this millionaire who's a millionaire before he ever played you know professional uh-huh. sports and we're not gonna let him play in the nfl anymore you know and that'll show him you know he'll he'll have to go home and sit on his you know dad's oil money millions that he had you know, like, like, by himself right? like, like come on man like like but that's how that's how they try to appease us and. That to me is that's like that's indicative of the problem, right? Like, make an example of of of, you know when Ben Roethlisberger got into trouble, suspend him for a year. There you you go. There you go. No, that's true. He didn't get six. He he got six games after everyone got pissed. He didn't get six. They they tried every way they could to get him out of those six games. You already know they were all like, but we get Ben on the field, like. You know can you know maybe it was like, just kidding the girl was not really 13 or whatever like like whatever you know what yeah. i mean like whatever you speaking were, like, the
0: truth brother you're speaking it's like
2: that, but they won't do that right that and you're a know, brett Favre. like how like please man i mean come on brett Favre is one step away from putting on a hood right now dude like 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 <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean like he's he's ready like like right now like make examples of that right you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they. Don't, they that's the, st- that's where like, you know, yeah, okay. Make an example out of Johnny Menzel or Ryan Leaf or whoever, not really Ryan Leaf, but Johnny Menzel or, or some, some other nut job, but who's already a millionaire anyway. But like, do it when it, when it matters, when it's hard, then mm. I can see that you understand where we're do coming it when from.
0: it's hard. Yeah. Do it when it's hard, but I haven't done it. Listen for, Ooh, listen, George is coming with some, some heat too. Y'all, y'all wasn't ready for that one, were you? You know, he, he said, Brett Favre. Is two steps away. Well, I'm 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 gonna put that right there. We we not gonna get no endorsements from from uh, from, Farris, <laughs> from from the Vikings, but that's okay. That's 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 all right. Hold on, Mama's coming coming here chiming in too. She says these leagues are only looking for ticket sales by bringing in Terrell to play for them. Not happy about him taking away a uh, younger guy's opportunity, stay retired and coach and said, very said, interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> okay. Oh, listen, see, they, they go to police calling right now. See, they, they, <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they go to police right there. Tony Davis. Yeah, man, it's coming in hot. Listen, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. So uh, we, we will see. What what happens if he comes back and plays? Look, I'd be down to go check him out, watch, watch a game too, if it if it's reasonable price. I I would love to see him suited up and because I think he can still play. I, I I think you're right. I've I've seen him. What was it? Many years ago, I think it was an MTV special or something, and he was showing he was still working out. He was still in shape. He could still run his routes. He could still do all the things that made him who he is and who he was. Yeah, I man, I, I would love to see him playing for for league. So, uh, good luck to him he, either way. Let's, let's, let's talk about, ba- let's go into basketball. Let's go into another, another another sport. Let's talk about the last two nights. Let's talk about college. We like to talk about college a lot. NCAA, the women's and the men's. We'll start with the ladies because the ladies kick butt first. Oh, my goodness. G- Gino got, a, got hit with an L. His first loss in the national championship game. UConn lost. Uh, and the only team that could have beat him. South Carolina. Don Staley was out there showing, listen, Don Staley and her squad said it was divinely written that on that night, they win the championship and from the tip off, dominated. Talk to us a little bit about that, folks, because a whole lot of things have um, transpired just out of what Don Staley said after the game and then what Gina was saying during the mid game interview. He look, he was talking about look, South Carolina is just swarming us. We we can't keep up. Right. So so talk to us a little bit. Let, let me start with you, Martel, on this. The, the impact of Don Staley winning number two.
1: Oh man, I think it's tremendous. I think she's starting to solidify herself as one of the greatest basketball coaches in college. Yeah. Um with her start. Uh, I've been saying it and I've been echoing it. Women's basketball is very, very, very good yep. if they just market it the right way. And she echoed that in her in her in her post game speech. Man. It needs to be brought to the forefront. They need to be get their shine just like the men because there is just they're just as entertaining, if not more entertaining in some uh, aspects. Yes, yes. Uh, um, uh, uh, in, in getting in 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 playing back and playing the sport of basketball, and I think that should you know trickle over to the WNBA. I, I believe Don Stanley is been is getting ready to write a, a new chapter. In women's basketball that we haven't seen in a long time, mm-hmm. you know. I think the uh, the, you know, we got the guy from Kentucky, UConn, obviously that, that won all those games. I, I can't think of the coach's name. Forgive me Gina. tonight. Yeah,
3: Gina, name. Gina, yeah. Gina, and then yeah. we got
1: the, then we got before him pre the the lady that was at Tennessee that, that led the Volunteers Tennessee. all those years. Yeah, yeah. Past Tennessee. Summit. Yeah. I think Don Staley is that next one. If she wants mm. whatever she wants to be right now in this sport, she's going to be, and I think she's going to take it to another level with the social media, with all the impact that they have. Everything that's going in her way, she's she's solidifying herself as one of the greatest college coaches in basketball. Period, man. I mean, she's just doing a great job, and those young ladies on her team are just phenomenal. I mean, they're they're great, and they're only going to get better. Remember, they're they're young. I think they only got two seniors on that team. They're young. They're coming. Yeah, it was they're it, gonna uh, right Destiny
0: back. Henderson, I think the, the the point guard. I think she was sophomore, or, I believe. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: They're very young, so they're going to come. They're coming again revving up and ready to rock and roll. So I think she's just putting herself in a great, I think, you know, obviously she's going to be the selection for the for the Olympic coach, right? She's going to no, be no. obviously that oh, yeah. the Olympics coach. She's going to be all these things, and she's just going to keep setting the bar higher and higher as a women's coach. It, now it's going to be controlled by Don Saylor. What does she want to do? Does Don Saylor want to go to the next level or does she want to stay where she's at? I think yeah, she coached yeah. a little bit at the WNBA a little bit. Yeah. For a while she was coaching up yeah. the New York Liberty, but I think she found her niche definitely down there in South Carolina. And now she's just man the bomb, so I'm all for him, man. I, I'm glad we we get to see this this history of making it in college sports.
0: Yeah. Hey, so so George, let me ask you this. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tail off of what Montel was saying. Look, Don Staley is reaching back and reaching to the side as well, because she's you know last time when she won, she gave all the other black coaches, women coaches, a piece of her net. Saying you can also have this, right? Don't, don't, don't shy away from this. This is it within your grasp. Montel made an interesting statement because you know, Coach Staley's phone is ringing. Come on over here to the WNB. Come on over here to the Liberty. Come on over here to the to the Sparks. Whomever. What, what do you think about that whole perspective? And should she stay in in South Carolina and keep this tradition going? Keep keep this activity going.
2: I am must say two things. Basketball is different. Let's keep it real, right? Hmm um basketball is different um college coaches tend to stay in college um a few a few make the leap but then go back right but like Rick Pitino comes to mind for example he went Mm. but but like you know Krzyzewski had an offer every day I'm good you know Roy Williams had offers every day I'm good yeah you know what I mean like very college if you look at, at basketball the coaches, because because building up a college program is also lucrative, right? You're still getting paid a lot of money, and 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 you're you you not only do you have full control, but like you get to like run these cities, like you wind up running, <laughs> like you have to run the cities that you, yeah. you that you actually go, like, you know what I mean? So like, so you think Shostakovsky has ever paid for a meal like anywhere around like never? Like he probably, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, what I mean? never like, will. So you never will, right? So like. So I think that college is is different. So I think that we have to factor that in. It, you know, um, I think that, that's a, that's definitely a part of the equation, especially, like I said, it's lucrative. Second, I'm going to say this. I got to agree with my wife. Controversial opinion. Women basketball players are more fundamentally sound.
0: No, no. I'm pissing saying that. You're speaking the truth. No, You're talking no, I know. To the well, I mean, we, we're Come in agreement.
2: <laughs> I'm saying it out loud, right? Because there's a lot of people mm-hmm. here. Um, you watch that basketball game. I mean, it's listen, Duke, North Carolina in the final four, great game. Yeah. Championship last night, great game. Yeah. Great game. Like I say it wasn't. Mm-hmm. The final four for women, that's textbook basketball.
3: Mm-hmm. Setting
2: screen pivots. Passes, ball movement—you know, no laziness on defense. Rotations were on point. Nobody standing still on the offense. I mean, that's fundamentally sound, beautiful basketball. Beautiful.
3: Yeah.
2: At the pro level, some of that is lost. Even in the WNBA, some of it is lost. Dawn Staley's a Hall of Famer for being one of the most—you know—like fundamentally sound, great ball players. I think she stays because of those two things. I think she's in okay. a great spot with a great program. It's lucrative. Plus, she's gonna have beautiful control. And I think she's a pure basketball spirit. Now I could be yeah. wrong, and I'm and, yeah. and if I am, I'll be thrilled for her. But I think I think she stays for that reason. I think she loves teaching these kids and making them great ballers and at not just superstars or dunkers or shooters but ballers like she's t and i think she i think i feel like she, i just feel like she knows this is her thing like yeah. she like to montel's point she knows that it went from Oriama you know from summit to oriyama now to her yeah i feel like she knows that and yeah, she's yeah. like i'm good and that's yeah. what i think i actually think she's going to take the route of of uh, dean smith and create a whole bunch of coaches that are going to wind up going out that's what I think she's going to do, kind of going out and coaching the whole league. And then before you know it, our kids, when they're talking about you know female college basketball, NCAA women's, they're going to be all talking about all these great coaches that were all Dawn Staley disciples. That's what I think is going to happen.
3: That's my I,
0: I completely agree with you 100% because I think she's in it for not the, the financial piece. Yeah. She's, she's well taken care of as well, but the legacy that she's leaving and that she, again, she's one, two in what four year span. And and the fact that she's, like I say, reaching back and reaching to the side, to the other black coaches, other female coaches within uh, college sports, college athletics, and saying, you can have this as well. I mean, that that's just amazing. And that, that just shows the content of her character. So I, I don't. I don't see her leaving. I don't. I don't think anyone. Everyone. Mm. May, every, every, see, I had, I had to pull back. Hold on. I mm. say everyone may have a number, but no, I, I, I no, think she's I mean, gonna. Come on. I think she's I'm gonna stay there for it for a little bit longer. I think she's gonna stay. I, there. I'm ninety percent agree. I'm ninety percent
1: agreeing with you guys. Yeah, I think she stays. But ten percent tells me if the WNBA wants to make that leap oh, from a marketing standpoint. From, from a standpoint, we, we want we, we, we really want to grow. We're really going to invest in our sport. She could be the face of the WNBA like no other as a coach. She could be the spokesperson and identity of the WNBA that they haven't had a long time since Lisa Leslie in that sport if they want to change the marketing aspect. Hmm. WNBA, to my opinion, the WNBA is only failure because of the market. It's not the skill. It's not the way they play basketball. They just have horribly marketed that sport, and Don Stanley would be a breath of fresh air being in that in that in that in that scene. So I don't think she jumps. I mean, don't get me wrong; I think she that She has a sweet deal going on right now, but we all know money talks and everything else
2: walks. <laughs> Wait, if, if the numbers if come back, if the numbers way, come back right,
0: know,
1: yeah, I'm with you. But it's just
2: I think Montel, you your point about control—that's like, the part. That's what makes. That's Yeah, That's why, the, I'm gonna, yeah, I, was that's why it, I feel the, like. I, you know, I could see it. Look, anything's possible. And like I said, I'm—I got her back 100. percent Whatever yeah. she wants to do, I got yeah. her back, and that's good, good. You know, all you right, uh, I'm happy, and you know, there's no hate here. But I just feel like you know, you when you can, you can coaches control programs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At, at the ne- at the at the end the next level. She's eventually going to run into a superstar that will supersede her from the yeah. market. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And, and I think, yeah. and I, I, I just feel like she this. I, I mean, I feel like we're looking at a brilliant leader right here. You know, I talk about leadership. She's a perfect example of a brilliant leader, right? Yeah. And I just think she gets it. Like, I, I feel like she might know that, right? And and I think she, I don't know. I mean, look, anything's possible. Like, you're right. She might look at this as an opportunity to help save the WNBA, of which she was a big part of it. And there's probably some mm-hmm. loyalty there. So. You could be right i yeah. just i don't know i don't i, I just don't see it no I, I, I'm, I'm
1: like i said now, now you got me now you, instead of my see, don't now, don't, more, don't, like,
0: don't, go don't go she's back don't go back yeah you you almost i think are gonna, so, uh, uh, you gonna, before, gonna change I your percentages oh my god! all right all right yeah. we're gonna change over let me let me let me get some shots out we got some winners in the room everyone's a winner but we got the bishop in the room good to see you sir appreciate you for joining <laughs> and always good to have you in the room as well mdh Listen. All right. Let, let me be cognizant of time because, you know, yeah, George, George is doing his thing and, he you know, he probably got to go eat or he probably got to go do. I, I don't know what he got to do. Probably got to get it ready for a presentation. Uh, one last story. Well, one and a half more stories. The NFL has made an announcement that they and I just want to get opinions on this and then we'll quickly go to the last story. NFL has made an announcement they're pushing to have flag football, y'all as part of the 2028 Summer Olympics. We're all football fans. We all love the, the game in and of itself. What's, I, I can't even say it with a straight bit. What's, what's your thoughts about having flag football as an actual Olympic sport come 2028? George? Waste. <laughs> I feel like,
2: like, is flag football like a sport? Like, that's the part, like, that's the, like, you know what I mean? Like, is flag football, like, there's a million other things I'd rather watch than flag football.
0: I, I just, I wanted to hear some of that commentary right there, because again, yeah, I think, I think right. this is, it's news. So we're going to report it and, and it's could be impactful, but man, there could be some other things that you could bring to the table, but. Okay. I mean, but
2: you could do like arena, like you could create like an arena league for like arena football is fun. If you wanted to make arena, like if you want to do like football light, cause other countries don't play football and you want to do like an arena style to get other countries up to speed. All right. You know what I mean? Why well, I gotta be flagged though. Like, worried about concussions and don't bring football into the conversation like well, why you, you know what i mean like I, I don't i don't see flag don't make sense to me the two-hand touch, Remember two-hand touch
0: yeah. I'm, <laughs> Look, you know, it, I, i'm like not it? even gonna let montel answer I, I can just tell the disgust in his eyes from from the question so i'm not even gonna let you know
1: man well i know i got an opinion
0: on yeah, it i know you got an opinion com, com, tell.
1: The, the committee needs to take their time and clean up all the madness and drugs and you know illegal drug use and all that instead of worrying about Bringing flag football to the Olympics? We got bigger issues than that in the Olympic realm of things that's going on. We got all these other things that's going on with COVID. You know, the girl that took the you know the enhancement drug. Work on that. Not bringing them flag football. No one's gonna. That's no one's gonna watch it, man. I rather watch what's my sport? The 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 sweet the the sweet yeah.
0: The the, the, the hey. no, no, put yeah.
3: that on this kind flag football? That's
1: I don't watch that. That. Yeah, that's 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 a waste of ink. That was a waste of ink in our in our three minutes that was a waste oh my of
0: a God story. I'll, I'll, I'll cut it out of the post-production how about that <laughs> last, last story I was gonna bring about this. Albert pool holes one but I don't even want to talk about that to be honest with you Let, let's let's talk about let's talk about this young man right here uh Mr Woods has actually said he gonna he can go out there and and, and lace him up he gonna go out there and shoot for his next championship at the Masters it's like, Tell me what you guys think. We have seen him out there practicing. We know he's got the surgically repaired back, surgically repaired foot, leg from the that recent car accident he had. Uh folks out there watched him practice round, shoot, shooting off at the uh at the putting greet and all that. So he looks good. Says, you know, you're not going to say Tiger doesn't look like Tiger when he's out there on the golf course. But talk, let's talk about, you know, what this could mean. First of all, just having Tiger back out there on the course and the implications of that marketability, TV revenue, uh, the impact to the other players. And let's go ahead and think about should he win? He's at a 50 to one odds right now to win. What if Tiger Woods comes back from all this adversity, everything that he's been through lately? And actually pulls this one off. I know, I know, I know. It's we don't have the crystal ball, we don't have the magic eight ball. But George, let's let's start with you on this one. Tiger Woods says he's going to actually play in the Masters this time.
2: Every other sports related accomplishment of, of the last two years would be forgotten and deemed irrelevant mm. if if he came back and won the Masters. Yeah, it, it, if that were to happen. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the video. I saw some of the video um, getting ready for meetings this morning uh, with, with, uh, with Tiger kind of practice some of the practice videos that made it online.
3: Yeah.
2: He looked, fan- he looked phenomenal. Like, he, like he looked fantastic. So, I mean, I, there's a mystique to Tiger, right? There's an aura. Like they always say, you know, people talk about like this it factor, right? It's like a lot of people could play basketball, but do they have like this it factor? Like, you know, um, and we look about basketball as an example, like, the you know, Magic, Bird, and, and Jordan, like, we were blessed that we saw these people in succession. And other players who played against them would, would say, you know, similar about those three guys would be like, you kind of already know you lost before the ball, before tip-off. Mm. Because they, they had this thing to them, like, you just never felt like you had a shot, right? Tiger is like that times 10 on the golf course. He was held back, he was marginalized, he wasn't supposed to be good enough. Then he dominated. And all these haters, for whatever reasons that they hated, all these haters now became fans or they were shoved out. And now there's a whole generation of kids who grew up, play, and they're all pros right now playing, and grew up watching Tiger, who are great, maybe better than him right now, not, not all the time, but right now, who will stop playing to watch Tiger practice. They'll stop playing. They'll walk away to, to watch Tiger practice.
0: practice. We talk about practice. God.
2: So. You can say whatever you want about him. I don't want to really hear anybody criticize him. I really don't. Y'all yeah, don't want to hear it. Man. P- people who say people criticize him, voted for a dude who was married three times and cheated on his pregnant wife with a porn star. So don't. Put, I don't want to hear anybody criticize about Damn, it, about him. Damn, son. I don't want to hear it. Leave all that alone. That's his personal business. Leave him alone. I don't want to get involved in it. and I'm not trying to build him up or make him and I'm not trying to do any of that. I'm just talking about his impact on the on the course. Yeah. There's a mystique and a, and a, and in a in a, a just a greatness to his golf game. Yeah. That is just is just beautiful to appreciate. It's just beautiful to appreciate. And 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 uh he's a lot of players who are trying to win are also probably going to be cheering for him.
0: That's true. That's true. An interesting um, mental, uh, you know, mind game that Tiger can play with with any and everyone that's out there that he's competing against. I'm gonna have my red Nike polo on on Sunday because <laughs> I'm, I'm, because again, he, he brings about that mystique about him. But uh, this this should be good. This should be good, man. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm be out there cheering. I I am Tiger Woods. I got golf clubs in the in the, in the garage. I got a lot of dust on them, but uh, we we don't have to talk about that.
3: Listen,
2: I got to just make a real quick memory point though. I've been yeah. watching the interview one time, you know, when Jordan was still playing yeah, and just, just real quick. I, I, I always, every time somebody mentions Tiger Woods, the first memory that jumps into my head, you know, Jordan loves to play golf and he played with Tiger Woods and, and uh, he, so he was asked um, who has a better shot of, of winning, getting lucky and winning you, you and you and Tiger one-on-one on basketball, or you were in Tiger one-on-one on the golf course. And Jordan was like, that's, that's me. He's like, I could, I can, I can get lucky and have a shoot a good game and and beat him by a stroke or two i'd have to have both my legs cut off for him to beat me playing basketball (laughs)
0: that's crazy (laughs) that's pretty good that's pretty good and you know that that's a good point and and i want to bring bring us back to reality here as well I, i like what melanie is saying no you can't deny that his personal life also impacts his uh on the course, right? The things that he's done in life. So it, it's a dual edged sword with tiger, right? He's got, he's got pros. He's got cons. He's got a lot of cons. He's got a lot, he's got a lot of pros, but, uh,
2: I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to keep it real. Like I'm not defending any of that, right? Yeah. Like you could look at my life and my example and how I lead my life. And obviously, I don't condone any of that. But I'm also no one to judge him, right? There's only one person judging any of us, and it ain't me. So I know that. So I, I, I and I, I'm, I'm really kind of creating a very myopic, very specific, bordered boundary view. But it's an, it's an undeniable view. Like his greatness at golf is, it's just undeniable. And there's a mystique to him when he walks onto a golf course. That's, it's, it's undeniable. There's no way around it. And these other players feel it right you see it now with the practice right he had a thousand people watching
1: him practice
0: yeah watching him hit golf, you know a practice balls. You, you know you know
1: but before we before we go you know what this says man i chime this is remember when jordan took his break and went and played baseball and then mm-hmm. he came back in the playoffs and he almost beat beat the pacers in the playoffs um you know by mm-hmm. you know when he, when he came back well, his magic, comeback tour, yeah it, this reminds me of that Tiger doesn't even have the win. If he's just competitive at a high level, that's more than enough. That's more than enough to say, man, you know what? Wow, you know, the, 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 the GOAT The goat is back, or one of the GOATs is back in golf. And I just think his social impact with him coming back, it has resilience written all over it. Yeah. He came back from everything. You knocked him down in the media for his personal life. Knocked him down for injuries. You knocked him down for driving to his, he was driving to his own charity when he got in the car accident. And people bashed him about what, what was going on in that, and now he's come back from all these surgeries and all these things and all these other distractions outside, to still be the one of the most resilient athletes in the game of golf. So, I'm glad to see him back, and I, I hope I hope he can win five more Masters, man, or five more tournaments just to, just to be able to be good. But I do know when we watched him practice, I think in this in this, this Masters, I think when we get maybe maybe not the first day because the adrenaline is going to be running so high. Second, but that third, if he makes it to that third day. Walking those heels and walking the guts, I yeah. think it might take a toll on this game because you're not allowed to have, a, you know, not allowed to golf or have a have a caddy there. Right. That part might take a toll on him physically, just because he's just he's recovering from all these things. I just want to see him compete at a high level. That's more than enough. He can compete. If we get to that third round, that third day, man, I think he's gonna, that's going to speak more volumes than anything that we've ever seen in a long time. Michael Jordan fell short his first comeback. He could fall a little short, but just. We're going to get geared back up for the the next three, you know, next
0: three weeks. So it'll be all good. I love it. Gentlemen, this, this was a a phenomenal show. We talked about things that really mattered, really resonated again. No one else is talking about this stuff, right? You're not going to catch this on the ESPN, Fox, CBS, or wherever the case may be, but, uh, they probably should. And if they want to talk to Montel and myself about how to get these, this content, they should reach out. Um, I know a number of folks came to see George specifically. George, listen, man, you, you came and you brought it tonight, brother. So appreciate you for coming. Appreciate you for bringing that that fire. Well, I, I got someone here that was asking, you know, off topic, you know, because she's a technologist too. You know, what kind of cameras he's using? So yeah.
2: so I'm not using a camera. I'm actually using a Microsoft. I can't believe I'll give it Microsoft a shout out. I'm using a, a Surface Pro and a built-in camera and mic. I'm on the road so, uh, Surface—the built-in camera, mic of, of the Surface Pro, which I gotta give credit where credit's due, because I'm an Apple guy. Like my my main, see if you can see it here. Like if you can see it in the camera, I'm trying to, i don't even know where the hell the camera's at. You can Well, you can tell by the silver. It's a MacBook. Yeah. That's my main. That's my main. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a main one. I'm a Mac. I'm an Apple guy all day. But I gotta I gotta give Microsoft. I mean, I gotta give credit where credit's due. The the Surface is true, right? It's real.
0: I love it. I love it. Listen, man, we're we not going to hold this much longer. I saw I saw the shirt. I'm not sure yeah. if everyone else saw it, but go ahead and yeah, give I these trying folks... To hide it, it's I don't I know, I, I, you know. Go ahead and give these folks on LinkedIn it's, it's, and, the, right. and, and the folks coming right. from your community what's going on. So See, George has an announcement. I don't know where the
2: camera's on. I'm like trying to get to the camera, man. Here you know, go, know brother. Here you, got you got go. The there it is. Palo Alto Networks, baby. Palo okay. Alto Networks. bye so, <laughs> like, Michael, bro. bro. Uh, so, I, so here's the deal, right? So let me let me address this real quick. Um, I was with HP for a long time, and I was uh, blessed to have met a lot of great people at HPE. Uh, I feel fortunate to have done a lot of good things there. I think um, uh, I tried to do more for diversity, to be honest. Um, uh, that's a whole different conversation. Um, HPE, I think. Felt very very short of that, um, but in their defense, I think it's something that they recognize and they're trying to correct now. So good for them. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of good people who are invested in trying to do that uh, and trying to do better there. So I give I give them. Uh, hopefully they do they they do fix a lot of that. Um, uh, I think they're hopefully I think they got some people in charge of that. But um, it was time to go. I got offers. Now here's the thing. This is where everybody's confused and this is where everything comes out. I got offers from competitive storage companies i got i did that's true and i initially considered taking an offer from a different company i don't want to mention it their name because uh, i i i turned them down uh, ultimately um why palo alto palo alto was my first choice the whole way they, they always were um for for two reasons there's a leader that i work for now uh, who i worked for in the past and uh, we don't always align me eye to eye but i know he's good and i know he's he's honest and I'm honorable and i trust him and i like that uh, i like to be I, I you know i'm not like everybody else i i invest 100 percent into what i do and so i want to make sure that i can work for people that i can trust and he, he was one that i did uh and and the leadership and so far that i've been here and everyone that i've met I mean, it just seemed real genuine. Uh, Palo Alto, as far as the social impact of, uh, is a is a committed company to diversity uh, and ex- and expanding the talent pool uh, and making sure that we're not limiting ourselves and making sure we get the best people for the job, regardless of of identity or or, or race or any of that stuff. And Palo Alto is a, a really really good at that. Uh, so that had a, that did have a lot to do with my decision. Uh, it is cybersecurity, so it is non competitive. I don't have to worry about uh, feeling guilty ever for you know putting HPE out of business, which you all know is what would happen if I would have gone to Pure, if I would have gone to Hitachi, if I would have gone to NetApp, HPE might as well put a for sale sign in the front door because they're not selling another storage <laughs> range. Yeah, it's never happened Y'all know it. You all know it. I'm not you can say, Oh, that guy's cocky, okay, yeah, but I'm not lying, right? Like, so, um, it, it, yeah, maybe I'm you know, maybe I'm being cocky and I don't mean to be, but let, let you guys know I've been texted by different people, people emailing me, reaching out. I did not believe this to be a thing. Um, but I mean, I, I have to be keep it real. Probably over 100 different people reached out to find out where I was going. Uh, and it, mind, it's just mind boggling that people cared that much. But interestingly, of the people that I spoke to, they were literally worried of exactly that. He's going to a competitor. He's going to a competitor. Like, no, like, yes, I was going to. Uh, and you know maybe I should have just to, just you know um, but uh, but no I'm I'm in a great place and so why I'm excited about the future is Palo Alto's a company that gets it but at a at a, at a cybersecurity network uh at a, from that perspective from that technology it is critically the most important thing and if you think about the world and everything that's going on in the world today especially what's going on the tragedy that's happening in with uh with Russia and the Ukraine um, that, that that's just ridiculous. Um, security is, has never been more important. And, and this is a leader, uh, you know, this company that's doing three things that, you know, that, that that's doing things that no one else is doing, um, in this space. And there's plenty of great companies in this space, but, um, you know, you're not, you're not seeing people take advantage of the, of, of AI initiatives at the security level, because, you know, you don't buy security. Everyone can protect you from the stuff we already know. You you invest in security to protect you from what we don't know, what what hackers, what what you know, with the threat actors, whatever you want to call them, what they're what they're scheming next. You need to be out in front of that, and and Palo Alto obviously is doing the right things to be far ahead of that, right? Um, you obviously can care care about consistency as far as your security policies go, regardless of where your data is, especially now that everybody's going to be hybrid. Palo Alto's got that covered, right? With different deployments that handle all your data protections, whether it's in the cloud, whether it's on prem and and that consistency across that control that visibility being able to see it whether it's your home users whether it's you know your your edge deployments or your branch office deployments whether it's your core data center it's the same security policies across all of it single pane of glass to manage it all um with the ai with the recognition that kind of helps protect you from the things you don't know about yet uh it's 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 just a great place to be. Uh, If you take a look at how Palo Alto is doing, it's the reason why we're doing really, really well is because we're out in front and we're providing this layer of protection. You're not seeing that from anyone else. Uh, I just felt it was just too exciting a move, right? So it was time to go. I just think it was something that it was, it was the right time and the right place. You know, um, I feel like like if Dawn Staley does leave South Carolina to go to the WNBA, she's gonna say the same speech. Oh, it's the right time, the right place. <laughs> but it, but it, but it, it truly, truly is uh, the right time, right right place, right people, uh, right company, right direction, right vision. Uh, you just you can't beat it. You know, I wish everyone at HP good good luck. I know you're you know Dell, Pure, Hitachi. I know y'all feel a lot better. I'm not in that game no more. Uh, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it was the right time, man. It was a, awesome. It was a right,
0: it was... Appreciate you, man. Best of luck on this next chapter in your life. Again, I know a ton of folks were were hitting you up, were hitting me up, even behind the scenes. You know, where's George going? I said, I don't know. He's gonna come on the show and he's gonna drop that gem on us. So appreciate yeah. you for for allowing this platform to be the place where you announced it to the world outside of your family as well. Uh, that that that's phenomenal. That's huge. Look like you already out there in these streets doing some traveling. Uh, so can continue to do that and continue to be safe. Great show tonight, y'all. Um, man, I I can't, I can't say anything else besides that. Montel, I always let you take us out, but we are getting we are getting better. We are getting more consistent with our, our goal and our focus and our mission. and That is to provide the social impact of sport. Excuse me. The social impact of sport and tonight's first story really got into that. So appreciate you, man. I want to give you these flowers as well while we live, uh, Montel. Thank you for the contribution that you're giving. That's the reason why we launched the whole Team No Sleep website, uh, yeah. YouTube page as well, folks. So definitely get out there and check that out. Um, subscribe so we can continue to push this message out, and we can we can show ESPN, Fox, CBS, who else is out there. We can show them a thing or two about what's really going on. Absolutely, absolutely. One more thing, man. Before we go, before we go, man. I'd like to send a prayer out to everybody in Sacramento. That horrific
1: mm. uh, incident that happened the other day. Prayers for everybody yeah. that you know. Prayers for strength for everybody that you didn't know that was a victim, and uh, you know, just uh, a big shout out to everybody, man. I, you know, i hope, I hope everyone that's listening and watching. Please keep those people in those prayers, that, man. That was just so unfortunate. And I hope they uh, I hope they catch the people that did. So
0: yeah, look, man, it was a trip that that was close to hitting home for me because actually yeah. both of my kids were out. They were there. Mm-hmm. They were at that yeah. Tyler concert, and they showed that Taco Bell during on the news coverage. They were at that Taco Bell thirty minutes before the shooting started. So. Hit hit home right there for for me as well, that particular incident. I believe they've they've caught or they've got three people in custody right now, yep. so they're they're making some adjustments on that. I'll tell you what, George, you take us out, brother. you you take us out. say say what you got to say just to close a and then we're gonna go ahead and leave for tonight.
2: Ah, uh, man, I want to leave for something positive, but it's hard now cause you got me thinking about the people in Sacramento. <laughs> hope everybody's okay, man. Uh, you know what? now, you know what it was leave for something positive, right in 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 a world of all all craziness, I just pay attention to one thing right for the first time in years we are appreciating one another Hmm. live we are appreciating each other's presence we are we are having these conversations um we are expanding we are doing different things and it's fantastic right i i was able to to meet people in a in a convention today now look i'm i'm triple vaxxed i'm triple vaxxed you know And, and we already had the vid one time so like i get it like so I know I get it, but it's I'm, it's it's a blessing to be able to interact with humans, man. I think we need to let all of our pettiness go away. Uh, you know, we you know we, we we've been isolated for two years, and we we can all have differences of opinion, and that's fine. Just recognize we have way more in common with one another than we don't. Uh, and I think every we all care about our family. We all want our people to do well. We all love each other. I mean, we all got love in our hearts. That's all. And everything else is nonsense. It's all trivia there are bad people but no one is defined by bad people by, by the pe- by those people no no one and even those people as i was saying in the pre show everyone should remember this no one is one thing everyone is a collection of decisions and we can separate some of these different things right there are great artists who might be nut jobs right you know there are great artists who produce great art who might also be horrible human beings and that's and that's 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 life that's just life uh, you don't have to. You're not. You're. You're neither supporting nor condoning someone's horrific acts or someone's brutality by 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 saying a reality they were a great artist. Yeah. Right. It's it's a reality, right? What they produced was great. No one gains anything by denying that, right? And I think that we need to all kind of grow up and and kind of. I say grow up, but I don't mean that in an offensive way. I mean it like in the sense of we just have to face the things that. You know, something can be two things can be true at the same time, mm. and that's just reality. And 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 the fact and the sooner we sort of face that reality, we might find ways to get along better. We can agree with someone who genuinely, you know, who who might have a difference of opinion on how to resolve an issue. We might agree on what the issues are, though, and maybe we can find some common ground. Right? There's ways to get there. Right? it's just it just or you might agree with something that they say. You know, it's just there's ways to find some common ground, but I just, I think we need to get, you know, we need to figure it out. Like, like, you know, th- there are some people who are just going to be bad people and they're selfish. And I, I get all that. You can just keep them people out your circle. I'm not, I don't, I don't have people, <laughs> like that me, right? but but I think the majority of people you meet are probably pretty good. And I think we just got to get back to recognizing that
0: period George, you coming back to the show. That's all there is to it.
2: Always bro. Anytime, man. We out. I, <laughs> all right, man. Have a good one.
0: Appreciate you now.